filthy. Casuals. Filthy casuals. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 3VO Podcast, where we are all on the same team. I'm one of your hosts today, Brendan. And I've got a new shirt, and I'm Jordan. <laughs> and if you're new here, we're just two big old nerds who love, love, love to share our love of video games with the world. So, if you too are a lover of video games, then this is the show for you. As always, it's time to check in. Jordan, how you doing? I'm doing good. I've got a little thing I want to I wanna pitch at the top of this episode. It's time for like another soapbox moment no, no, with no, Jordan. No, 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 this is not a soapbox <laughs> moment. I'm not talking about anything bigger in the world. This is something that is relevant to our show. Oh, great. Okay. So as uh, as, as our listeners know, we have established a Patreon. And yes. you and I have been sort of beating our heads against the wall trying to figure out like what we want to do, do with it, like content we want to <laughs> yeah, put up on uh-huh. there. I realized that we already – well, I already had an idea that I think would be a great thing to use uh-huh. on Patreon. Uh-huh. I don't know if it would be like a first tier thing or something like that, but I think okay. it would be a great idea. Okay. What's your um, idea? I pitched this to you a while ago that okay. I think it would be great if we took something like um, a Phoenix Wright game or a Danganronpa or like a goofy dating sim, something that doesn't have um, voiceover work on it normally – and continue i don't I think this will work for a stream i think we have to do like a gameplay recording mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, yeah. get like some of our group of friends together because we know very talented very funny people get more people involved get more people involved Ooh. make it more complicated okay yeah, yeah and do like sort of a fan dub recording of us playing a game but i want it to be Love somewhere it. sit somewhere between like a fan dub and like a riff tracks or an mst3k Love. To where it's like, we'll be doing it, but we're not taking it super, super seriously. seriously. Like, we'll break awesome. and goof off with it and have fun with Love it. Love it. Now, you know what I mean? Can we get maybe some fans of the show involved? Oh, also? fuck yes. I, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, friend of the show should be involved in some I way. I think so. <laughs> you know, and our number one fan should also be involved in some capacity. I agree. Capacity. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. think... I just think it would be really great to involve them. I think that'd be a fucking really cool idea. Yeah. I... It's... It's on the show, and it's on the books now. <laughs> also, also why I did this while we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It was a little surprise for me, and it's a little surprise for everyone out there. Yeah, so. <laughs> why not? I've had the idea for a while, and I think it would be really, really fun to do. I think that's fucking tight. Yeah, yeah and when I mentioned it. to you at first, you, you thought it was a cool idea, too. Yeah, so absolutely. it wasn't like, it was just, I think this would be a good opportunity to be like, hey, something we want to do, something we want to try, would yeah. you guys be interested Get on Patreon and let us know, and like yeah, we'll yeah, make yeah. it happen in some cool, capacity, cool, cool. you know? I love that. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Maybe we can do it, maybe like, uh, maybe it could be episodic, you know, if we're doing like a whole game. Oh, yeah, And yeah, maybe yeah. we would like let out the first couple of episodes, but then if you want to see the rest, then you have to subscribe to the Patreon. I think that's a great idea, I think too. that's a really great that's idea, That's a really, too. really good yeah, idea. Yeah, 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 cool. Okay, cool. All right, cool. So that's coming now. <laughs> yeah, now that we're doing that. <laughs> we said it on the show, so we have to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just like <laughs> business idea. Just like for your business partner make sure you put a lot of pressure on them while you're recording that's always a great way to do things it's always maintains a healthy relationship keeps everything cool no one gets mad at each other <laughs> it's fine if I, if I really thought it was a bad idea and that i didn't want to do it i would just be like no yeah it would be like no cut start over. start over yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. absolutely for sure um but uh, yeah so We've got that. Um, mm-hmm. Video game wise, for me, mm-hmm. um, we have uh, Rage deleted uh, Final Fantasy X from our Xbox. Oh, <laughs> the, the progression! Just, oh, fuck this shit! I'm done. I can't. Oh, it'll get you, re-downloaded at some point, but so I determined. just 
I know. I just I need time. Oh, I need time away I right now. Time. Especially since it's just like it's such a frustrating point. But I'm like I'm right at the end, and I know I'm right at the fucking end, and I don't. Mm. Oh, it's the. I love the game. It's a great game, but I'm just kind of like, ah, oh, fucking hell. Okay. But in positive news, um, I recently picked up uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. <gasps> Tell me about it. It's <laughs> so fucking delightful. I'm, I cannot uh, even. It's just, it's so much fucking fun. First off, I, I, I've i been a Borderlands fan for a while since oh, the yeah. first game came out. I right. love the Borderlands series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when, she, and when the character Tiny Tina showed up in 2, instantly fell in love with this character. Mm. She's just this little fucking bundle of chaos. Yeah. Like, the yeah. best embodiment of 100 pounds of crazy in a 5-pound bag. Like, it is just... It. But in the best fucking way possible. Mm-hmm. And I realize I love the voice actress who plays her. It's this It's this woman, um, Ashley Birch, who's done a ton of different voice work. I know that name. You know her? She's, yeah. br- she's fucking <clears throat> brilliant. I think she's on that newer show on Apple TV with Danny Pudi. I think they you're like right. they work in a place, um, but they develop a game, and so they have like um, like fantasy counterparts too. I think you're right. I think she's on that show. I think you're right. I she's think you're also about, done. I think you're she's right. also done like promotional work for Magic the Gathering. So I've seen her. She's like one of those that like shows up in like nerdy stuff. So oh, like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I first learned about her because she was on Critical Role as a guest a couple times. Yeah, 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 yeah. She did. She did. They did a one shot based around uh, Borderlands recently for Critical Role that she was the DM for. And Excellent. It was, excuse me. Because it was Tiny Tina's Wonderland. She was the bunker master. Pardon me. Oh. <laughs> Have to get the terminology correct here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, if you like Borderlands, it's a really fun time. Um, and if you're a D&D nerd, it's just like so oh, yeah. delightfully fun. Like there's the standard like RPG like skill tree, like a Borderlands skill tree uh-huh. where it's like, here are your main things. Here's how you boost and da 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 But then there is legitimately just like a place to do like your strength and wisdom and intelligence and like how yeah. to like upgrade all that stuff too and mm-hmm. that you have stats for and you determine like your class and your background for it and whatnot. it's just it's, yeah, it's obviously plan. you don't get to like make it up like you would normally do in D&D no, altogether of course. Right, right, right. like there's still some limitations there right. but it's like right. it's just it, it it's teasing and making fun of but just like in a clear way that is like very loving mm-hmm. it's very much it's very blazing saddles and like we're making fun of this because of how much we love this right. like it's and definitely abs- absolutely yeah. Done in that sense. And just, like, the quests are so fun. The yeah. gameplay is so much fun. And it's so wonderfully just stupid and goofy. Mm-hmm. And Andy Samberg's in it, too, by the way. What? That just popped in my head. Yeah, he plays, like, he's one of, he's not in in the game. He's a character. So the setup is literally you're at a table playing this Borderlands yes. versions of D&D yeah. we, with Tiny Tina. And yeah, you guys played the... Well, Garrett and I played a little bit. I don't know if it was actually Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Or it's it not Tiny like Tina's it. Wonderland. It's it's what I think it was originally a DLC for Borderlands 2 that they released as like its own sort of like yeah. game. Yeah, it wasn't like quite Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. What you're talking about is the sort of the precursor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sort of I, know, I know that there's like a newer thing out that's like different from what we played yeah that that, that is yeah, the diff, yeah, yeah the new yeah, one yeah. is tiny tina's wonderland that's a different right. thing it's its own but full... the but the attitude and, the, and everything about it is we experience that you know it's like tina tina's there and like running a game and there's like other characters yes. you know playing yeah and then you're dropped into that like imagined reality like like inception yes basically. exactly exactly yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but so, there's yeah. an element too where it's like there's something happening within the game that you're playing that is sort of out of Tina's control somehow. Wild. So there's like, there's a little <laughs> yeah. bit of like, not high stakes, but like, there's a little, there's something else happening that, that keeps you a little bit more interested and whatnot. Yeah, there's like a little bit more 
to the puzzle. A little bit more to the puzzle. Yeah. That's really cool. You're going after this dude. I think he's just called like the dragon master or something like that that you're fighting. Who's voiced by fucking Will Arnett? Like. (laughs) Will Arnett. I know. Oh, oh yeah, the, oh, the, the cast in it's amazing. So you got <laughs> Ashley Burch as Tiny Tina, Andy Samberg's one of the other characters. Um, Wanda Sykes is another character Get in the out. game as, as well. She plays wow. a robot, and it's awesome. She's great. Amazing. Yeah. I, I love it when, like, people show up in, like, voiceover roles that you just wouldn't expect. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's super fun. I love it, I love it, I love it. That's really cool. So, yeah, that's that's as far as, like, gaming goes that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. So that's what, what I've been primarily Mm-hmm. focusing on lately how For about sure. you how's it been well i uh i actually just had my first day at my new job today. well thank you very much um i'm not gonna go super in depth into the company or anything oh i got I you put my personal information out there but, yes of course um but i i started today and everything is different from my previous position really it's like, well it's a different industry right entirely right um, and there's like things that cross over with my my banking experience, but I'm going from like PC to Mac, and from Microsoft Teams to Slack, and from Outlook to Gmail, and so it's just like it's a complete 180, right? With everything in a brand new industry that I don't know lots and lots and lots about. Gotcha. Uh, and it's a start. It's like a startup. So yeah, you mentioned so that to me before. They're yeah. you know still developing and figuring things out on their on their own too right and i'm like now kind of swept up in part of it which is really exciting like that's that's a really cool place to be in Mm -hmm. uh as far as like work is concerned um but it's also like wild because it's unlike anything i've done for work right prior that's sort (laughs) of like scary but exciting thing of like this is totally new to me yeah I'm ready to jump in, but also I'm nervous as fuck. Exactly, exactly. So um, I'm on a tiny little team. There's like three other people. There's like my boss, a senior, and then a person that's like also going to be at like my level. Um, And then we have like a another manager so like five people really nice. on this team so it's really tiny so it's um, a nice really tight cool. little like team you're exactly with. and we they communicate through slack and i've nice. got like tons of videos and like things to read and uh, as always with any like new thing cetera, that you're going cetera, into yeah and i'm trying to learn how to use a mac again because right. i haven't had a mac since college Jesus, so yeah. i'm like uh <laughs> what yeah. So, somewhat for I just want to somewhat fortuitous. I saw a really solid piece of advice earlier. Mm-hmm. Not that I think that you're like terrified or like mm-hmm. you know like struck about like going uh-huh. and so whatnot. But it was a really cool piece of advice that I saw earlier today that just um it said um that like that nervousness that you feel stepping out of your comfort zone is only because it is new to you and not because you are incapable. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And I was just like I just I just you know. Thought that yeah. was really cool advice to throw along. So just like yeah. you know, oh, any trepidations you. you do have thank going you. into it doesn't mean that's that really you're nice. <laughs> that you can't do it. it just means no, that it's of different course. For you, yeah, 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 absolutely. And I'm I'm definitely feeling that. It's sort of like the nerves that we develop and are familiar with coming from like a theater background. Yeah, it's like if you're ner- like a big secret, big reveal out there for everybody who's not a theater kid. You think like actors don't get nervous or like, oh, how could you get up on stage and do that? You know, in front of all those people, blah, blah, oh, blah. God. The secret is that we're always nervous oh, before we go out there. It's literally right before <laughs> yeah. I walk out. Yeah. I am yeah. terrified, like trying not to sweat buckets off Absolutely. of myself. Absolutely. Do I have to pee? No, I already peed. I don't have yeah. to pee. I have to pee. <laughs> like, yeah. Do I remember yeah. my lines? What am I doing do, in this scene? What is, is my first I? line? What is my first line? Is the most terrifying. I have 
I have yes. ran up to other actors going, what is my first line? And they're like, why the fuck would I know? Right. <laughs> and you're like, that's a right. good point. Shit. Right. But we like, we learn, and as you develop theater as a craft, you learn to like, hone that in yeah. and just like get familiar with the feeling of being nervous because it never really goes away. It That's doesn't. the big secret is it yeah. never goes away. Um, but, but then you use it, it as familiar. Like a ch- it gets familiar. Then you yeah. use it as like a charge where you just kind of like, exactly. Right, exactly. Go. Let's go. Let's go. Exactly. It's like, okay, I know I'm in the zone. I know I've got this because my body is paying attention. Yes. It's like, I'm nervous. That means I'm going like yeah. I'm, I'm turned on, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Well, I think too, and it's like, it's the same thing with this is like, even before we record something like this, there's a level of like butterflies that I get. Yeah. But yeah, once yeah. we start going, I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh, I've done no, this. Totally. How many yes, fucking times yeah, now? We're exactly. fine. We got this. This is episode 32. Crazy. Isn't that nuts? That's fucking crazy. Isn't that crazy? We've done over 30 episodes of this. Yeah. Oh, that we've is been recording for over a year. The, the, we have done one less episode than I'm about to turn years old. Wow! I'm about to be 33, and we've done, this is our 32nd episode. Wow. It's funny. Huh. Yeah. We passed my age a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. No, no, it's, it's, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> um, Remember this when you turn fucking 30. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be despondent, Jordan. <laughs> I'm gonna need. I'm not gonna need a birthday party. I'm gonna need a birthday council. We're just gonna do. It's like we're gonna set it up like a funeral. I, I truly. Yeah. Here lies Brendan in his twenties. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's actually a really it's funny. Really idea. funny <laughs> to do a funeral for your twenties. Oh god. We all have to dress in black. Yeah, it's yeah. gotta be like somber. Like yeah. it's gotta look really it's sad. Very, very <laughs> we'll have nice. like a casket for your twenties there. Oh my god! That's just that's just like young pictures of you. Yeah, youthful. (laughs) Oh man, that's hilarious. Um, as far as video, I was gonna say game wise. Yeah, game wise, I've been streaming Tunic. Yes, uh, for the channel, uh, which has been really fun. So say, which is a game I love. I love watching the streams because it's a game that just like. I keep seeing you like be very frustrated with, but you keep playing it. So yeah. there's obviously something there that you really enjoy. I am enjoying it. I'm excited to play it through a second time. Once you kind of get the yeah, yeah I know yeah. games like that. Um, because what I've learned through playing it and through like hearing other things about it mm-hmm. is that like everything is kind of available to you at the beginning. You just kind of right. don't know that it's there. Okay. So I'm excited to go through a second time, knowing all of the mechanics and and everything and and doing it better <laughs> right yeah okay yeah. and as we discovered on um the stream the other day um i don't know if you were on for this part but we were talking about what's the speed run time yes i did catch you were there i did catch um so the speed run is like a crazy like 22 minutes it's or insane. something it's, it's insane. insane it's in and that's for a brand new fresh file not a new game plus right. which the game does offer um and i was like 22 minutes I could probably learn that. You're gonna start. You're gonna start trying to see if you get speed run tuning. I'm in the game. Well, I was talking to Connor, friend of the show. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was talking to Connor. Um, I was like, should I do this? Should I like start? What should I do? And we were kind of talking about. Yeah. Uh, this was like the other day. Um, talking about like. He's also I... way into speed run shit. Absolutely. So. Yeah. 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 He doesn't like um these dreams. Obviously, no, 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 no. But um, but he does speed running, kind of for his own, just like personal best. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just against himself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's he's way more into that. He's the one that got me into it, really. Right. Um, <clears throat> and so I was like, should I learn like 
Super Mario 64, should I do, like, Banjo-Kazooie, mm, okay. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, like, there's a lot of options, a lot of different routes I could go, yeah. but I was like, but the Tunic one, the game that I'm playing right now is 22 minutes, a nice, short, bite-sized route, once you learn it, obviously, I'm not gonna to start that, like. at 22 minutes, but if it starts at 22 minutes, then maybe my first run is, like, a couple hours? Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. if I'm really bad, you know, um, which is a lot better than like trying to learn like the Legend of Zelda, whatever route, um, yeah, which, which can which, be very long, <laughs> very long, and and also like no matter with that, you're exploiting like glitches in the game and mm-hmm. like certain ways that you have to do things. So it all right, exactly. So there's like a learning curve too. Yeah, and that's yeah. just pure memorization of like how absolutely, to, yeah, of how to trick the game and whatnot. So. Uh huh. And some of it's luck. <laughs> A lot of it's luck. Just pure fucking so, luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So True. it all depends, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's what I've been doing in the, in the world of video games is uh, playing Tunic for the stream and thinking, should I speedrun this? Probably. <laughs> I think you should. I think I should. I think we'd be remiss, unless you had more you want to talk about personally, I think we'd be remiss at the top of this not to mention a pretty fucking huge announcement for gaming that happened recently. Oh, yes. That's there. Tell that, me more. There are... Two new fucking Kingdom Hearts games that have been announced. Can you believe the the, the fourth one and then uh-huh. another one that's that's I think it's 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 like a it's like Link or Link like, the, the missing Link or the, something? the missing yeah, Link I think yeah, it's yeah, what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. I remember because I called it something way more ridiculous and friend of the show Connor corrected me and said no it's just called the missing Link. I'm just like I'm sorry for assuming that a Kingdom Hearts game title was more insane than it was just like than just something simple like no the missing Link like a title that just makes sense. It Not sounds, a weird fraction or something insane. It sounds like a Legend of Zelda title, to be fair. It does sound like a Legend of Zelda. Well, only because Link is in the name. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> what if they pulled in Zelda into the Kingdom Hearts universe? I would lose my shit. <laughs> I'd lose, just... lose my shit. Not in a positive way. No, oh, no, no, okay. In a negative way. Yeah. Because it doesn't belong there. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Um, I know that there was a trailer where it's apparently Sora is somehow back. Because I guess. You didn't watch it? No, I didn't watch it. I just saw the announcement and went, holy shit, okay. Huh? No, no. Did you call me a fake gamer? <laughs> no. I think it did, though. <laughs> I think it did. Because I definitely heard you say, fake gamer. If it didn't pick it up on the microphone, then... I think it did, though. Like, when you the audio, I think it got you. Um, but yeah, but I just know that like apparently Sora is alive somehow. Because I know that there was... An extended thing that happened at the end of Kingdom Hearts three. Spoiler warning. This was spoiler warning <laughs> because when I play, I I I do everything out of fucking order. I just I recently beat Kingdom Hearts one, but I beat Kingdom Hearts three fucking ages Wait, ago. Are you saying <laughs> you're out of order? <laughs> that was the moment. That was the. Point. That was the moment you paid for that. <laughs> you said that you played out of order. I did. You're right. <laughs> I am. Seemed right. Technically, you're right. I am out of order here. Um. <laughs> But yeah, and then just like because I started playing at a buddy's place while I was, while I was house sitting, I started playing Kingdom Hearts three, and uh-huh. then was enjoying it. So I picked it up um, at, when I was at home and beat it that way. Um, and all I know about the ending is that Sora goes to save what's I don't remember the girl's name. The Ky- Kyrie. Kyrie, thank you very much. Um, has to go and save her again, and then the last shot that I remember in the game is them like sitting in a tree or something together eating those little like popsicles that they have the this uh, and then they look the sea salt ice cream. yeah and then they look at each other and then sora literally just like fades into like thanos dust it's just like the ending of the game he gets snapped and it looks like he gets fucking snapped i haven't like, i haven't played uh, and finished uh king of Hearts season uh i almost said season three <laughs> 
<laughs> I haven't finished playing Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm sorry, did I just spoil it for you? That's fine. I'm really sorry. Oh, it's okay. I didn't know. You could have stopped me. No, it's fine. When I was in the middle of talking about the ending, Jordan, I feel bad now. Jordan, we have a podcast and we talk about video games. No, so I know, but it doesn't mean we have to spoil it for each other. No, it's, like, it's fine. It's really not. <sighs> okay, I feel bad. I do feel bad. No, it's fine. I'm sorry. But yeah, and I know there's something that like something else that came out that either is like DLC for it or just like a cinematic that explains more about what happened there. I don't mm-hmm. remember what, but from what I know, for at least from Kingdom Hearts Four, I think Goofy and Donald are like looking for Sora in some capacity, something because they like they know he's back and now they're trying huh. to find him again. Oh, interesting. I think, hmm. and then well, it's like going to be a whole new like. <laughs> Trilogy essentially for oh, Kingdom Hearts. Oh wow! So they're doing four, five, six. I think that's oh, kind of what I heard. Oh, it's kind of wow. what I heard through the grapevine. Is that it's going to be like a new trilogy for Kingdom Hearts? Then are they going to go back and do negative three, negative two, and negative one? Sort they're just full Christ, Star Wars. No, it? No, 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 no. I no. How do you? What do you prequel for these games? What would you even talk about? <laughs> all right. Well, now that we've got all of that out of the way, it's time to talk about what we're really here to talk about today. This is a filthy casual episode, so we're taking it casual. We're here to talk about other adaptations of movie, uh, of video games into uh, movies and books and like other various things. Just adaptations in all of their uh, forms. Because we talked in the last episode about Arcane, which mm-hmm. is the hit Netflix adaptation of League of Legends. And that got us thinking, well, what other video game adaptations are there that we really enjoy? Either video games that got turned into movies, or uh, you know, maybe a movie that got turned into a video game, or a book, or vice versa, or whatever. All of the different iterations therein. So, that's what we're here to talk about today. So we start, we thought we would start with uh, adaptations of video games that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the first thing that came to my mind was, like, The Witcher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is another hit Netflix. <laughs> which, which is an interesting one to me, because if you talk to people who are major fans of it, including uh-huh. uh, guys like Henry Cavill, who plays The Witcher in the yeah. show. yeah. Um, and plays the Witcher. And plays the Witcher. The game. <laughs> and, and plays the Witcher the game. Um, he would argue, and I've seen interviews where he talks about it, he would argue it's more of an adaptation of the original book series that the game is oh, based well, then on. Oh, well, there you go. But it's still very, like, obvious that there's right. nods to the game and stuff All like right, that. All right, so The like. Witcher is actually pulling double duty because it's an adaptation from a book. Yeah, it's an adaptation of an adaptation. Like, this is essentially good. what and it is. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, from yeah, what yeah. I know, the book series is very well received. Like, it's a very mm-hmm. popular book series as well, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I could see having watched season one of The Witcher. Yeah. Haven't seen season two yet. No so, me, me neither. So <laughs> um, but we don't do spoilers on the show. <laughs> whatsoever if you mean within the last 30 seconds um, i knew you were mad <laughs> no, no. um i forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> the witcher yeah um, we're talking about the witcher we're talking about the witcher um the uh first season is really 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 outstanding yeah i enjoyed um, the crap out of i it. haven't played or read the movie or the book I played a little bit or of the game. Played the game or read the book. Yeah, I've I've tried playing the games a little bit. It's not it's not my speed. It's not my style. What kind? Why? Um, <laughs> it's very. Uh, I'm trying to. It, it, it's an RPG. It's definitely an RPG, which I don't have a problem with outright. Uh-huh. It's just I don't know the mechanics are. It's just not my style. I don't know how else to explain it other than it's just it's just not my style of gameplay. Is it? Um, it feels like, very. If the gameplay feels very stiff to me. If that makes sense. And and I think it's one of those things where it's like, maybe I need to go back because like I had the same complaint when I started playing 
the most recent um, God of War game. Okay. But once I really kind of got into the mechanics of it and understood what the game was doing, I got better at playing it, and therefore it didn't feel as stiff to me. So maybe, oh, okay. maybe I just need to get more familiar with the actual like style of the game and familiarize yeah. myself with that and whatnot. Okay. Um, I haven't played any of the Witcher games, but I'm very open to it. Having yeah. having watched season one and yeah. really really enjoyed it and enjoyed like the world and the lore and all of that. Yeah. Um, I would. I would really like to pick up a Witcher game and yeah. play it. You know? Well, and well, it also comes in for me too. This kind of like, and this is a very unpopular opinion that I have, and I'm sorry for any Witcher fan. This is again my opinions here. I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum. I'm just saying that like this is kind of how I feel. Um, but the character of Geralt, the Witcher, the titular character of the yeah. show, a uh, Geralt, um, on the TV show is a much more interesting character than Geralt in the video games. Oh, okay. In the games, he is just sort of grumbly white guy like is kind of the way it seems to be portrayed and i'm just kind of like yeah that's not i'm just we've done this Hmm. and that's kind of that's really what took me out of the game Hmm. originally i was always kind of like we've done this there's not a lot of nuance to this like he's just like this ultimate grumbly badass and Mm -hmm. i'm just kind of like yeah i'm okay with it but at least with the show you do have somebody like henry cavill who is a fantastic fucking actor Mm -hmm. i generally think he's a really really good actor um who can add a little, at least a little bit more like nuance and like substance to the character. I think sure. that you, that I don't think you get as much yeah. in the game. So to me, this is also a rare example of like where you do have that adaptation into a different medium. Where I prefer the film adaptation more than I do the actual game adaptation mm-hmm. of yeah. it. Because it doesn't always work out that way. It does not. <laughs> it does not always work out that way. Most of the time, it doesn't work that way at all. Um. So you also wanted to talk about a more recent adaptation that yes. just come out. Halo. Tell me more about that because I, we know, I don't play Halo. Yeah, I yeah, haven't yeah, played yeah. a Halo. Yeah. I also haven't seen a Halo. So tell me more about it. You've never seen a Halo? Ever? Not, not a once. once. Not no. a once. <laughs> um, the show is really cool. I actually, I went into it I kind of got some early review stuff from people who were fans who were like, mm-hmm. I, I don't like this or this or this. Uh-huh. And like, and so I kind of went to it like, ah, crap. Okay, I'm going to watch it just to see because I'm a Halo fan and I want to know how I can get my own opinion on it. But I kind of went into it with some lower expectations thinking like, uh, this is just going to kind of be a mishmashed mess of just like Halo lore trying to turn it into a TV show but trying yeah. to appease everybody and whatnot. Um, pleasantly surprised that I actually really enjoyed it. Um, uh, there's, uh, the actor who plays the Master Chief, uh, is a guy I've liked for a long time, uh, Pablo Schreiber. He's been in a few things here and there. Very good actor. Does a really good job with it. Um, a lot of the acting on the show is really, really good. Um, and there's some things that I saw that I, that, that were like complaints that people had. Like people are very upset that the Master Chief doesn't always wear the Spartan armor and his helmets. Hmm. He's like, he takes it off. Cause it's, it is, oh. it is a thing in canon from the games that he like never takes his armor or his helmet off Mandalorian, but it, but it's not <laughs> the same thing. Cause like there's a cultural thing with the Mandalorian that he never takes off his helmet. Right. It's there's nothing contextually in halo that says that he like can't take his helmet off. Got it. He just, yeah, yeah, they just yeah, yeah. never show his face in the game. Right. That's all. It's like the doom guy. The, the character, the main guy from Doom mm-hmm. does take off his armor and his helmet, sure. but you just don't always see his face. Like, yeah, there's nothing There's nothing in there that makes it incredibly important that you never right. see the Master Chief's face, other than right. just, you just don't in the games. Mm-hmm. So, that I didn't have a problem with. They changed some things up um, in terms of, like, how some of the characters work. Um, the only thing I really don't like, and this is, this is a writing critique, and I think more of just, like, an interesting critique... Because, well, I'm wondering, do you ever have, because I do, I really think, I watch movies with, like, an eye of just kind of going, like, 
okay, what the fuck happened here? Who was in charge of this? Like, where mm-hmm. did this decision come from and whatnot? Yeah. Do you ever watch something and think like, oh, this was like a producer's thing that they got involved with when they shouldn't have? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. So saying. let me pitch you something. So yeah. within the world of Halo, um, the uh, the Master Chief has an AI named Cortana yeah. that is essentially a replica of the of the brain of Doctor Halsey, who created the Spartan program. Okay. So that makes sense to you. Sure. Like okay. you can track with that, right? Yeah, with it. Okay. The show goes into this whole fucking thing where they want to get the Cortana AI for the Spartans to use. But first, they have to clone Dr. Halsey in order to extract, like, turn her brain into data and then turn that into an AI. Hmm. Yeah, this is like, okay, thank you. Like, Hmm. I saw this and I was like, this is beyond putting a hat on a hat. This is taking a hat, cloning it, and then putting the clone of the hat on the fucking hat. <laughs> like, why are we doing all these extra steps or something that we would all just be like, yeah, AI exists, we're cool. Did, like, they, did they need, like, a little bit more meat for the show? I, I think they could have spent the time doing something, doing something else. something else. Like, there's mm-hmm. other aspects they could have explored that would have made mm-hmm. more sense to me. Mm-hmm. In my in my opinion, anyway. It just, it just seemed like it was a, an unnecessarily complicated step to go through to get us to that so we have AI. Like, that's it. It feels like a like a reaction, like, we need more! And then they, like, shoehorned this, like, silly kind of, like, expanded I saw it as, it. like, oh. they were doing the outline pitch to the room of producers, and there was one old fucking white guy in there who had never, hasn't been paying attention and never heard of AI, and was like, they're not gonna understand what this AI shit is. This is basically, like, a copy of a human brain. Well, then they have to copy an actual human brain, and everyone else is just kind of like, I don't think... I don't think it needs to be this complicated. Like, I think we could skip all this. It's like, no, 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 no. It'll be fucking great. Put it in. Like, I, that's how I felt that's about it. Funny. Um, other, than, other than that, though, the know, action's really good. Um, mm. Only thing I could say, that, the only other thing I'd say that I think is like a small complaint, and this is like, just, it's never going to look as good, is that the, the Spartan armor that everyone wears itself um, doesn't look and feel like armor to me it just looks like really 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 good cosplay mm. like it's the best looking cosplay you've ever seen but it, um. it looks kind of plasticky it you know probably I mean? is it probably is right. and i get that yeah. and don't get me wrong i'm not knocking it like it's still yeah. some of the best costume work that i've seen yeah. and you look at it and you go that's the master chief those are spartans and it's recognizable and it tracks for you yeah but like it's you still look at like, it go at like, the end of the day it's like that you're a, you're in a stormtrooper outfit, <laughs> you're a stormtrooper yeah, outfit yeah. and it looks kind of clunky like yeah. but and but you could tell that like it's heavy because you watch the people like they're moving in this shit and doing their best like to look yeah. agile and mobile yeah. but like they're doing their fucking best like so yeah. it's i'm not saying that it isn't good it's just like some of that stuff is like but it's a show that i think is like i am excited for season two because mm-hmm. i think they're kind of working out the kinks right now Sure, finding their it's stride the, finding their stride figuring out what works what doesn't work but i'm very excited but again it's like it's not People were talking about, and I was expecting like a pure dumpster fire, and I was like, oh, "This really? is enjoy. This is really enjoyable. They're doing they're doing some different takes on the original Halo lore that are really really fun and mm-hmm. different." Mm-hmm. Because again, with me with, with adaptations, especially now, like I don't want to see a fucking one to one. Because like if you just did the Halo TV show just based off of the games, I'm just gonna want to go play the games again. I'm not gonna want to watch your show. That's very true. So I'm just gonna like, no, it's a cool different take. They yeah, go into yeah. some really interesting stuff with the Spartans. Um, the, the Spartans are not just, like, heroes in this world. They're actually kind of menacing forces at first that slowly become heroes in this fight against the Covenant. Um, but 
Yeah, it's just I think it's it's got some interesting directions to go into, and I'm really interested to see where they take it. So I'm excited Ooh, for it personally. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you made me think of something. Like hmm. um, when you were saying, like it's cool that they're going in a different direction because you wouldn't want to see the same like story from the games. Yeah, Again, you wouldn't want to see that. It's um, it's like if they went through the stories of um, Mass Effect. Like, if we saw just the story of Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 in yeah. movie form, yeah. we'd probably go watch the shit out of them. But... I would go see it, yes, But, sure. like, it wouldn't be as cool as if it was, like, a new thing. Yeah, I'd be more interested in, like, in like finding out, like, origins of, like, the Shadow Broker or, like, mm. different programs that happened or, like, the beginnings of, like, Cerberus. Like, that's where yeah. I'd be more interested if they were going to stay purely in-universe and not do, like, a different adaptation mm. for it and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, no, same exactly. Or oh, like a Miranda like, Lawson backstory. That would be oh, fucking cool as shit. Like cool. going through all that stuff with her sister. Fuck yes, I oh, want to see that part of that origin story. I think some of that might exist in comic book form. Oh, okay. I yeah. think Dark Horse does like a full okay. series on like. Yeah, I think they actually did like. I know they did one at least with Arya between mm. Mass Effect One and Two. Well, between Shepard dying at the beginning of Two. Oh, Arya, and, not not Liara. Liara, I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. Liara, my bad. Excuse me. But I, I, I was up. more excited about Arya. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I mixed up my bad. I think there is one for Arya, too, about, like, the fall of Omega that and her having really to cool. leave. Yeah, I think yeah. there is a comic book mm-hmm. that, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, one of her with the, the two-year gap when Shepard's gone and, like, mm-hmm. her beco- and like her work and becoming, like, the sort of, like, counter to the Shadow Broker originally mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, there is some stuff there, yeah. and I think just like, and again, I'm just like, I think it's a cool, interesting way to take things in the Halo in the Halo universe. Yeah, and yeah, again, yeah. it's like, not everything's gonna work. It's not gonna be one to one. I'm very happy with like some of the changes that they're making. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. Yeah. For me. Um, one of the adaptations that has come to my mind, mm-hmm. um, when thinking about things to do for this episode was Detective Pikachu. So fucking. Good. So good. <laughs> Another prime example of like how good something is, because like you know, like I don't have any issues with it, but I'm not the biggest Pokemon guy. Right. I love the fuck out of Detective Pikachu. <laughs> it's just uh, so good. Yeah. Um. There are so many things about the movie that make it so 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 excellent. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's a good cast. The humor is good. The story is great. Um. The visuals are good. Um. And if you're a Pokemon fan, it's like. Oh, nostalgia. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's that yeah. extra little bit of just kind of yeah. like, oh, my God, yes, you put yeah, this yeah, in yeah. there for me. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. Like, again, I think we mentioned it previously on a on the episode where we talked about uh, that Pokemon game that you have been playing the shit mm-hmm. out of. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, what? I don't remember. I don't remember. You don't know? No. <laughs> I don't know why you're being coy like I'm pretending like I don't know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I have no idea. I've completely forgotten what it's called. It's Pokemon Legends Arceus. Thank you. I'm going to forget again in two minutes. <laughs> yeah. But in the episode where we talked about that one... <laughs> I think we, I think I mentioned briefly just just like just seeing like oh my god I'm terrible fucking Charmander Charmeleon Charizard I got it like seeing like a CG version of Charizard yeah. on screen yeah that just that hit me like hard in the nostalgia just like in the perfect sweet spot where I was yeah. like I wanted to see this when I was a kid mm-hmm. and now I hear it fucking is like right and yeah. it looked really good too yeah no it, it all looked really good it was really yeah. cool and interesting to see like somewhat real life textures on pokemon yeah which is a little strange i think for some people it's a little jarring at first we're just kind of like jarring. why are they 3d yeah. why are they 3d like exactly <laughs> you see a pikachu and like if you're like you know if you've watched the anime it's like well he doesn't look fuzzy because it's anime because it's anime but he's fuzzy you know yeah. so to see him actually fuzzy yeah it's like a little like off op- 
pudding, you know, yeah. or to see like a like a scale texture on like Charizard. It's a little strange. It's you know, a little odd. Just not yeah. used to it. Um, but like when you think about it, it's like, well, yeah, they probably look like that. So that's yeah. cool. Like, but yeah. it was good to see that like the effort was clearly there to be like, we right. need to add texture to these. We need to make them right. look like how they would if they were right. Real and in three D. Because otherwise, but also just... make sure they still look like the poke. Like it has, still has to trigger that. Like right. That's a Pikachu. That's a Charizard. That's a Bulbasaur Absolutely. or whatever. Like you Absolutely. still need to make sure that that feeling is still there. Like yeah. otherwise, you're gonna lose your audience right away. Right. Otherwise, they would just look fake. You yeah. Know? And it's like, ah, we don't need. Like that. if the movie turned on and the first thing I and like, well, the first thing you see is the Pikachu running with the hat on, which is the most adorable fucking look for <laughs> Pikachu on the goddamn planet. Um, but like if the moment I saw Pikachu when I wasn't even like. Uh, if I had to be like, is that a fucking Pikachu? I wouldn't have liked the movie as much. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it works out the gate, like, I think that speaks volumes to the movie. That, like, the care that... Like, we talked about with Arcane. Like, clearly, yeah. Detective Pikachu had people who gave a fuck. <laughs> like, Lots of care. Gave, yeah. gave a shit about, like, gave making sure that, like... Even from just, like... Even if, even from, like, a monetary standpoint, they were like, look, we can't fuck this up, all right? <laughs> yeah. Like, we, they will riot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that covers kind of video game adaptations that we have enjoyed. Let's briefly and succinctly and positively talk about some, maybe some adaptations of video games that we don't enjoy. I have promised, so Brendan, much. I will be mostly nice about this. <laughs> uh, I have some points that I won't be so nice on. However, I will I, I will contain okay, myself. I will okay. contain myself. This is a positive podcast. I know. <laughs> I know. So let's start with, like, Tomb Raider. Here's the... Th- um, well, are we talking about the Angelina Jolie ones or the most recent one? Because I haven't seen the most recent Tomb Raider oh, I, adaptation. Yeah, I'm, I am relying 100% on you because I am not a movie person. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, so... So this is all on you. No. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen the most recent one. I have seen the original, uh, the ones that they did in the mid-90s with yeah. Angelina Jolie playing Laura Croft. Sure. The thing I could say about those ones is that at the very least, um, there's good acting. Because it's Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. So the release is that. And some of the action sequences are like fun in that like 90s, like early action, like kind of mm-hmm. way of that it's, if, that it's, you could see like them going like, all right, so in this scene, she we need an excuse for her to be like tied up on like ropes and strings and whatnot so she can fly around her room and beat up all the bad guys and whatnot. And just, like, it does that thing where it's, like, every scene is just, like, a beat to get to the next action sequence and whatnot. With a little bit of a storyline thread to kind of get through it and whatnot. So, Mm -hmm. and for the first one, it works really well. The second one's a bit of a mess. Mm -hmm. Just in terms of, like, plot and just, like, clear, again, like, clearly, like, for the second one, there wasn't as much of, like, a passion for, like, well, it's, like, well, the first one made a bunch of money. So now we have to do a sequel. Mm -hmm. You kind of feel, like, everyone kind of being, like, this is more of, like... A labor than it is a labor of love. Uh-huh. How about um, how about like Resident Evil? Resident Evil. We've got so many games and also so many movies. Like it's quite the franchise. Yeah, and they just did another like soft reboot of the film franchise mm-hmm. for Resident Evil, which I haven't seen. I need to go watch it still. Um, I just did not hear anything good about it. And when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, oh, God, I like a lot of these people in this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very sorry that they're doing this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Resident Evil 1 is, is, for me, like, it starts off fairly strong. Like, the first movie isn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did something cool that I liked. And just, like, watching um, interviews with the director, um, trying to make sure I get it right. Because there's two that I fuck up all the time. Because there's one that's, like, an Academy Award winning director. And then there's this guy. <laughs> um, 
Okay, no, no. Yeah, yeah. There's this Paul Thomas Anderson who does Academy Award winning films. This guy is Paul W.S. Anderson, I think. Oh, um, got it, got it, got it. And when he was talking about doing this one, he said that he wanted to make something that, like, isn't necessarily uh, canon for the game series, mm. but you could see, like, slipping into the canon in some way. Like, you kind of want to do something sort of adjacent to it because <laughs> it's, you know. It's set outside of Raccoon City. Mm-hmm. It's in an underground lab underneath a mansion that's sort of like as a guise for it and whatnot. There's mm-hmm. people watching over it. And, you know, as far as like a story goes, it's solid. There's moments I really like in the movie, but just like as if you're watching it from like a pure horror movie aspect of it, it's sort of weak. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that scary. Mm-hmm. And then literally right after that movie, going into the second one. They just decide, fuck it, we're going Terminator 2, and it's pure action from here on out. Like, there's no, not a lot in terms of, like, a horror aspect to it. It's a lot of bad slow-mo shots of not well-crafted action sequences. (laughs) So, just focusing on, like, those two, like, Terminator isn't evil. Um, Because we're here to talk about adaptations and, and, and things. So, like, what is it about these franchises that haven't delivered on the adaptation part? For you, you know, uh, yeah. my, and my question kind of like to follow up with that is like, um, if there wasn't an accompanying video game, would they stand on their own for you? Or is there some sort of disconnect that because, because we haven't bridged the gap, they fall short for you? I think that, I think they fall short for that reason. Is okay. And it's like, when we talk about like stuff like Arcane and Detective yeah. Pikachu and The Witcher, yeah. there's, there's something to me with any art that you could feel the passion behind the project in a certain sense. Mm -hmm. Like you could feel that like there was somebody there and I'm talking on any level, like there was a producer, the director, the writer, Mm -hmm. an actor in the show in the case, like something like the Witcher with Henry Cavill. Right. um, Who like really, really cared about making sure that this thing was going to be good because they cared Mm -hmm. about the property Mm -hmm. that they were adapting. Mm -hmm. Whereas with stuff like Tomb Raider and Resident Evil, there's a certain level where it's like, you can feel the level of like, well, it doesn't totally matter if this is good because mm-hmm. we have this name attached to it and people are going to go see it because of that. Interesting. So you feel, I kind of think that there's, you feel that lack of like care that's kind of put mm-hmm. into the adaptation because it's just people going like, well, they're going to pay us money. So we do don't you, really. Do you think there's maybe like a feeling of like, oh, well, everybody on this project maybe like sat back on their laurels a little bit and just made the project because they knew that they could ride off of the popularity of the fan base as it was definitely not the popularity of the fan base but the popularity of the games and no the yeah for sure for sure for sure that they oh, just kind of okay. sat back and relied on just like well it's a big oh, name so okay. therefore we don't have to like Got put it. a lot of effort into it okay, okay which you hear about a lot in like other aspects in hollywood too just mm-hmm. like you hear like well we got brad pitt to sign on so right. like we don't need to put like people are gonna go see it right. because brad pitt's in it so why bother like, right, right, right 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 so so i wonder you know if Okay, okay. It's kind of sort of a chicken egg thing because what what I'm hearing is well, nobody cared about this project because they just thought it would be fine because of the media attached to it. Yes. So we they didn't put in their effort. Had they not had that media, you know, if Tomb Raider the games didn't exist mm-hmm. and they made the movie. Yeah. And those same people also didn't put the effort in, it would still be it would still be that's the thing. It would still be kind of a what it would still be a whatever movie. Like right, right, me right. and my roommate Jess, who's a film major, we talk about we always uh-huh. like talk about in terms of like like an actual like scorecard, like a grading for the movie. Uh-huh. And like some of these are prime examples of like this is a D minus film. Mm-hmm. Like it's not bad, but it's not doing anything interesting mm-hmm. either. It's like I've seen this before. Uh-huh. And I've seen it done 
better, especially with stuff like Tomb Raider or Resident Evil, sure. where it's like sure. you can put it in a genre right. of like action adventure or horror, right. and I'm just kind of like, why would I watch this one that does it kind of like eh when there's way better examples yeah. doing this out there? Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like if you're gonna do it, like again with examples like mm-hmm. Arcane, especially and The Witcher, it's like well, if you're gonna do it. And it is in a genre within a certain niche. Like, why would you not at least make sure it stands on its own within that genre? Right, right, right. It's kind of what drives me nuts sometimes with video game adaptations especially. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if those people who are working on the project maybe would have, you know, done a little bit more or, like, cared a little bit more had the media not existed. And then it could have been a good movie on its own. Which I I will never know. Which I also think kind of stands to, like, that there's still that... Stigma that exists, particularly in Hollywood, that like <laughs> video games are not an art form to be respected, and they're yeah, it's bad, take on it. <laughs> and that it's like, and that is that that these aren't well crafted, uh, well told stories with interesting characters that like you mm-hmm. know because there's always a hard shift from like the tone of the games too for the most part, like not so much a Tomb Raider because at least like Laura Croft was as Laura Croft was presented mm-hmm. in the games, who was just at the time. Kind of quippy, like an Indiana Jones sort of like alternate, like a female, like sort of femme fatale alternate to an Indiana Jones archetype. Mm-hmm. But like, and they had that. And again, Angelina Jolie is a very good actress. So like at the very least you had yeah. someone who was right doing well within the role, right. which not all of these things get sometimes, unfortunately. You don't mm-hmm. always get that same. same thing with The Witcher is that like, I don't know if The Witcher would work as well without Henry Cavill helming that role. Mm-hmm. So I think you lose a little bit of something there for that. But um yeah. Yeah, it's just like I think it's kind of a disrespect to the medium too, unfortunately, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you see it with book adaptations too. Mm-hmm. Is that it's like sometimes a book adaptation comes out and they just kinda of go like, Well, it's a book adaptation of this, therefore people yeah. will go and watch it so we don't have to like yeah, no, put in as much it. effort to it. I know you have many thoughts on very many different book adaptations. Oh, <laughs> yes, I do. oh yes I do. But we don't have the podcast for that. <laughs> Not yet anyway. Yeah. Not yet anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so that's that was a really interesting discourse I think about adaptations about movies. So I would like and to And again, go please know I don't know oh. what the fuck I'm talking about. Everything that I say <laughs> is in some way echoing people who are way smarter than me, like just <laughs> just completely. Like... I'm just saying I just want people to know that like these are my opinions. I'm not an expert on this. Just throw this episode in the trash. I just... <laughs> I just don't want anyone to think that, like, I'm on a high horse, like, well, I could fucking do that shit. Oh. It's like, no, I'm just, like, I'm just, here's my ideas and what I think is wrong and where I think things could work better and whatnot. But if you'd like to hire us to do that. Oh, I would fucking, I want to write the fuck out of some games, please. Let's do this. I want to voice act the fuck out of some games. I 100% want to voice act. Oh, my God. I did a voice acting audition recently that didn't pan through and whatnot, but it was still Mm -hmm. cool to just, like, throw my shit out there and see what happened, you know. Game developers, call us. (laughs) Let's talk about some games that we would like to see get a movie adaptation. Hell yes. Yeah. So Absolutely. what comes to your mind? First thing would be, I think a Bioshock one would be interesting. I think it would be so I cool. really think that one would be cool. I think and that to me, that one works because like, that universe is just interesting to explore mm, as well. Yeah. I think horror lends itself to making a good movie adaptation. hundred percent. Because part of the game experience is that you're scared and you're terrified yeah you know yeah. and and you can really parlay that to yeah. audiences you know what do you want to see from a bioshock game like what would be like your <sighs> okay like no no not, not like <laughs> not like your elevator pitch but like just in general like something you would like think would be a cool way to kind of mm, i think i think it could be mm, 
I think you need to almost have like a group of people going through Rapture. I don't think yes. you tell, I don't think you do the story. I don't think you do like right, 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 right. I don't think you could do that effectively. Yeah. I don't think you could do that. Yeah. But I think you could tell like a new story. Yes. And do like a I want to say Scooby Doo, but serious, like serious Scooby Doo. Oh, like, I'm with that. I'm you with know that. what I'm saying? I hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, um, like a serious, like a group yeah. somehow ends up in. Well, part of the fun Rapture. of the game is putting together the pieces of like yeah. what happened and what's Absolutely. going on in Absolutely. Rapture. So, like, yeah. I think that that yeah, I think that's a good direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I think you could almost do like a modern. Uh, retelling of the events of Bioshock for sure. So it's like a you know like a Gen Zer. Yeah. You know, like 20 years old or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a, a group of their friends or whatever. Yeah. End up in Rapture. And they're, like, live streaming the whole thing. Whatever. You know? <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's like, hey, guys, today uh, we're uh, exploring this lighthouse that we found in the middle of the ocean. Isn't that crazy? Uh, okay, like, here we go. And then they go and explore Rapture. And, like, things go crazy. Blair Witch <laughs> style. That's how you do it. Ooh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Found footage style. That's interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, be yeah. against that. That would be kind of cool. And then crazy shit happens. I like that. Crazy shit. That is cool. <laughs> see me, and this would I think this my idea would work more for like a TV show adaptation. Mm-hmm. I want to see the fall of Rapture. Oh, I want to oh. see what happens for the downfall of Rapture. That's what yes. I'm interested in. That'd be so cool too. Yeah, like the the it, like the fighting between Fontaine and uh, Ryan, and just yeah. like how it all fell apart, and seeing everyone's lives kind of get destroyed, and like getting more into like Tenenbaum and what she was originally trying to do with the little sister project and the Big Daddy project, yeah. and like. This stuff with Su Chong and whatnot, I think that would all be really yeah. fun stuff to kind of dive yeah. into and explore and whatnot. Yeah. And just like to me, again, it's like part of the fun for me for uh, the Bioshock Infinite DLC where you do go back to Rapture is that you do see Rapture before it crumbled apart mm-hmm. is like seeing how it looks and how it functions before the downfall is a really interesting aspect to me that I think is kind of cool for stuff I like agree. that. I agree. I would also really like to see a Dead Cells adaptation. I think that would be interesting. I think it'd be cool. I think a dungeon crawl like that would be kind of a fun idea. Because there's like stuff going on, you know? There's like there's other stuff to explore. And you could do a similar sort of thing. You could do a series, you could do like a fall of the island and then like the the main character from Dead Cells and all of that and like the adventure through you could make that a whole like, you know, hero's arc basically that's fun i yeah. like that that's actually really really cool and that's a good idea yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> i would like actually one for me personally just kind of thinking of it randomly is that i think a, a left for dead like film Ooh, or tv okay. series would be kind of cool because it, it's got a similar thing to it like you're talking about with dead cells is that's kind of like the baseline story is literally just like get from point a to point b without dying mm-hmm. that's the whole thing but there's these little nuggets that valve throws in that lets you know that like there is something else happening outside of like Mm -hmm. just this small thing that you're doing with these characters that like you know there's something happening with the cdc and like you know there's the armies moving in but they're not like necessarily being super helpful they're just like trying to like demolish cities and just like stop the zombies not Mm -hmm. caring if there's survivors there or not and and just like the characters that they did a they did a comic book run that bridges the gap between um a level from the first Left 4 Dead into the second Left 4 Dead. And that ends up in one of the characters from Left 4 Dead 1 sacrificing himself and dying to get to a part in Left 4 Dead 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and the comic run was really, really cool and really interesting. So even just like doing something small like an adaptation of that, I think would be a really, really cool idea. Yeah. But the characters are really, really cool and interesting in and of themselves too. Mm-hmm. 
and just like maybe seeing how like these little survivor groups like get together and start fighting together would also be kind of a cool idea too yeah yeah absolutely um so the big one that i've thought of Mm -hmm. is not legend of zelda which i'm sure everybody is expecting from me although i would like to see a good movie adaptation or series adaptation of legend of zelda i don't know if it's doable so i'm like oh but my thing is just my my thing is just like there's been so many different like versions because like zelda is i'm I'm, 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 I'm not trying to be kind of sitting but like zelda is essentially a retelling of a similar story kind of done over and over and over again with variations and changes to it here and there but like for the most part it is you are link go save zelda like that is for the most part what it is but like each one is so aesthetically and like tone wise different kind of from each other like twilight princess from skyward sword is such a different tone yeah that it's just like well where are you like picking from and like how do you it's just it's such a like you do mario it's mario at yeah, a certain point yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean absolutely. and like you could throw weird shit in there but like it's mario it's at the end of the day like you do an adaptation of zelda it's like all right which adaptation right. of zelda are, are we, we doing, doing? <laughs> are we doing wind waker are we doing ocarina of time are we doing twilight princess i like, would watch like a pixar like movie of wind waker that would be so fucking cool that would be that's cool. my personal favorite aesthetic in all of the zelda games i <laughs> love the that wind waker. i love the way that game looks it's yeah. so fun <laughs> Well, anyway, I'm sorry. So that's not, not, not to, to take us off. Sorry, 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 yeah, sorry. But that's not what I want to see. No, okay. I want the Studio Ghibli Spiritfarer movie. I oh, want it so bad. God, yes. I want it so bad. God, yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yes. That not would to, be not so to discredit, cool. Not to discredit the studio that did that, because that's all hand-drawn. Oh, that's no, and it's gorgeous looking. Stuff, it's absolutely you know? gorgeous. Um, And if, if if they did the movie and hand-drew the whole movie, absolutely. Oh, they did you like know? an arcane and like kept it in-house and like did it that way? Yeah. Fucking for sure. <laughs> Hell yes. For sure. Um, But with like the Studio Ghibli budget and like you know uh, if, stu- if 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 studio ghibli just wants to give money to the studio that made spirit fair right to let them make a movie if studio ghibli subsidized spirit fair that would be very bad <laughs> or i mean i don't know just like this is we're, we're fucking nobody still but like if there was ever like <laughs> a campaign like what they did for vox machina because that was like a patreon thing that they yeah. did where they were like yeah. do you guys want to see this here's what we need I'm, I think if Spirit Fair did something like that, they'd get a decent, they'd, they'd have a fair shot yeah, yeah, at that yeah. personally, yeah. but you know. Yeah. And I mean, it wouldn't have to be like the story of the game, like where, because essentially you're just like picking people up, making them feel comfortable, and dropping them off at the door. You yeah. Know? I would, I, I, if they like wrote a story, yeah. you know, something more uh, deep, even, you well, know, I that would be Well, I think you just cool. need to give the Spirit Fairer an arc. Like you need to give mm-hmm. that character an arc of a story to like, here's yeah. like your end goal of what you're trying right. to do. Do right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know just a I little mean? bit more, yeah, just because, a little bit more. because there is the whole story of like the character's actual life, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I think, which I think at your at your start, it's a fascinating character right. study. Yeah, 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 like at the very least, it's like you're exploring these relationships with these different characters. And I think yeah. in that and of itself is a very interesting idea for a show. Mm-hmm. I just think you need to find that you know over arc that that ties it all together. Right, 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 yeah. right, and and then. And then draw it and make a movie, and there you go. I didn't even think of Spirit Fair. Oh God, that's God. a fucking good yeah, idea. That'd be though. great. It's a great idea. <laughs> Any others that you can think of that you would want to see? You know, adapted? I think I think Assassin's Creed finally deserves a shot at getting a movie made. You know, because there's some interesting for a stuff. First in, for first time. For a first time. First time. First time. <laughs> I think they need to give it its fair shake. There's some interesting stuff in that universe. First time ever. Ever. Never happened before. <laughs> Michael Fass, who? Sorry. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> shouldn't say that. I love him as an actor. I shouldn't. I'm not trying to talk shit on him. <laughs> but it wasn't his fault that the movie just wasn't that good. Just what? Not that it wasn't even that good. It's just like it was a mess. You know what I mean? Just like you have yeah. to watch something and you're just gonna like all these components on their own work well, mm-hmm. but when you put them all together, mm-hmm. it just it doesn't form the IKEA furniture that you wanted it to make. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't catch it. Did it? Is was it trying to do too many things? Way too many things. Uh-huh. Way too many things. And again, sort of like what we were talking about with um, what I was talking about with the whole like cloning thing in the in the Halo series. Ah, uh, yeah. Is it, it does that thing where it's like it overexplains. It's 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 the fucking it's the Metachlorians in. In, in Star Wars. Uh, yeah. It's like, we just, we all win at space magic and it's fine. Like, we don't need you to overexplain, but they go into like trying to overexplain how the machine works that lets them transport back in time and oh, like how it's, and how it's like, he's not really reliving the memories or changing things or like in control. He's just the vessel in which that everything is just like, we don't, we don't need all this. We know it. it works and it's fine. Just let it fucking just, just let it breathe. <laughs> we will make the fucking leap. Mm-hmm. They never explain how the Infinity Stones work. You just know that there's stones with these powers. And guess what? We're fine with it. <laughs> there's uh, sometimes, sometimes uh, a movie creator uh, believes in the power of suspension of disbelief a yes. too much. And sometimes they don't believe in it enough. For sure. But, like, <laughs> but things like sci-fi and magic have been around for a long long fucking time Mm -hmm. and i think at this point you should just assume your audience is willing to kind of take certain leaps with things in order to get through and watch your movie yeah like you don't need like if if they stopped if they made a zelda movie Mm -hmm. and they stopped in the middle of the movie to explain how like everything like how all the little bits of magic if they stopped to explain how fairies worked in zelda right yeah you'd be like I understand what fairies are. I don't need you to right. do this. It's like I don't. I don't need this. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. familiar. Like <laughs> right, right, right. And it's like okay, we've already. I've already made the leap with the video game. I don't need you to like beat me over the head with it in a movie. I wonder if part of that too, when they do that, if it is an assumption of like, well, gamers are stupid, so we need to explain this to them now. Well, maybe it's not even that. Maybe it's like no moviegoers are stupid. You know, because at they're, a certain point, they're trying to market more to yeah. the people who haven't consumed the media, yeah. right? And, like, make it palatable and understandable yeah. for them. So maybe, you know, and then, maybe then, a moviegoer yeah. who hasn't played the game would have a different opinion of it. And there is that unfortunate rule that it's like you do always assume that your audience is dumb. And so, therefore, you have to. Right. Which is just like, okay, but, like, why? Why are we making that assumption here? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for listening. We hope you enjoyed our discussion about video game adaptations and what works and what doesn't work. Do you have any thoughts about other adaptations that we didn't get to talk about? Should we do a part two or a follow-up to this in some way? Because we didn't get to cover everything here. But um, please, just let us know. And as always, if you have any ideas for future discussions that we can complete on our show, or if you have any other ideas for games that we should cover, you can always send an email to 3vopodcastteam at gmail.com. You can also follow us everywhere on all of the social media pages at 3VO Podcast. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can follow us and see what's going on with the show all there. As always, uh, make sure you comment, like, subscribe. Look forward to our Patreon page coming soon to you. And we'll see you next time. And watch us on Twitch.